By the way, man, I want to give you something special. Something I won't be using that much now that I'm getting married. Is it your Xbox One? Even better. Is this what I think it is? Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Oh, watch this suit, man. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. I just need a minute. <laughs> On second thought, I'm gonna take that back. I'll see you at church. <laughs> JR Cigars, ditch your best, man. Keep your password. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is Smoke Night Live. We do this every Friday night. Thanks to everybody joining us on the show. This is, Jordan, mm. episode 319 of Smoke Night. I think it is. I mean, there was a lot of episodes that we skipped to try to get our 300th episode. This is probably more like 600. <laughs> <we do. laughs> yeah, I know. It's possible. We started counting a couple years ago. It's possible. <laughs> we lost count. But no, no, it's 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 319 officially. And uh, we're, we're glad that you guys uh, stick with us all of these years. Uh, we're, we're having fun doing this. Love doing this. You know, Jordan, mm. tonight we finally got to try... We finally got to try our Mama Juana. Mama Juana. So uh, Mama Juana, in case you guys are not familiar, this is a drink that you drink in Honduras. And um, the uh, fine folks at Avo sent us our, like a home kit, a, home, ma a home Mama Juana, a home brew. <laughs> so you just, you, you, what you do is you pour the Mama Juana. I don't know if you can see this in Spice, there. The 11 herbs and spices. You see that we in the bottom? Those in there. Now in Honduras, in Honduras, the secret ingredient is turtle penis. Yeah. I don't think, it's Jordan. Aphrodisiac. I don't think that there was any turtle penis. I, well, there should be. In this one. That's where you get the kick. But uh, what did you think? We finally, we've been aging it for about a month. Um, well. This is a Florida Kanye rum. And then the you put the, uh, the mix in there. Left it for a few weeks. How would you uh, describe it? Uh, like Christmas. Like Christmas. In a, not a good way. And like somebody <laughs> gave you one of those Christmas baskets and it's got like too, yeah. many, too many spices in it. No, I would say Jordan's being a little a little harsh on it. It's it's a, it's like a uh, like you said it earlier. What what's the uh, candy? A it's hot like tamale. Red, hots. red hot. No, like yeah, like a red hot. That's what it tastes like. It tastes like a red hot. So like fireball basically. But anyways, I don't know what the I don't know what they put in in here, but you mix it with rum. And then you leave it for a month or so, and then you drink it. And if you like like a, uh, a cinnamon spiced rum, you probably really like it. It's very unique and different. And um, but no, uh, it's it's an interesting. I, I remember when we were in Honduras and we had it. I don't. I didn't remember minding that one. Yeah, that's probably that was, because it was like it was like legit. Yeah, it's got the turtle penis in it. So, and you know, you're getting chased around by like geese and stuff, and so like they call that the uh, Michelangelo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, folks, let's get right into the show. We're we are going to do some amazing future predictions, and to do these future predictions, to hold our 
crystal balls in our hands. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold our crystal balls it. in our hands and do some predictions. And to do that, we're bringing on the show none other than Nick Labretti from JR Cigars. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? Very, very good, boys. Thanks for having me on tonight. I'm going to be channeling my inner Kreskin. Yes. To see if I could tell the future. I see Coop like that. He liked that comment. <laughs> now, I, what I really like, what I really like, is Nick is doing the handheld mic technique. Which yeah, yeah I wanted to go. I wanted to go uh, prices right, you know, 1970s style, along with my Ford versus Ferrari outfit that I'm wearing. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> now that's actually a Crown Heads hat, right? You, yeah, you... it's the Crown Heads Juarez hat, and then it's the Romeo. Oh, where's the logo? The Reserva Real Nicaragua. Uh, golf shirt that my dear friend Dane gave me when he worked it out to us. Now, Nick, are you are you a little bit nervous that tonight your future predictions will be put on record into like essentially a stone tablet of history and will be able to be looked back on to you know, you'll either you're either going to look extremely smart or extremely stupid. I mean, it could go either way. Listen, Eric, I've been looking stupid for about 32 <laughs> straight years, so like, there's nothing that's going to worry me. Uh, if anything, I'll maybe have the chance of looking slightly better, but um, I think I'll be all right. So what you're saying is you've, you literally have nothing to lose at this point. No, no. no I mean, they're gonna, I'm going to get paid anyway, uh, which, is, you know, kind of the, which is the goal. But no, I'm, I'm excited, and, and listen, the industry is ever-changing. You know, it's constantly changing. It's new, new things are happening all the time, I think. You know, you've assembled a, a squad here tonight that has more of their hand on the pulse than than a lot of people do. So, uh, but I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out. And uh, we also have, of course, our probably our our uh, most frequented guest of all time on Smoke Night Live, none other than William Cigar Coop Cooper. Coop, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Great to be back. Coop has on a incredible hockey sweater. Look at that. Hartford Whalers, old school coop. It looks amazing. I love this. I love it. Uh, and, you know, uh, they became the Carolina Hurricanes, but the Whalers will always live on in my book. Because you, you said before the show, like, you would uh, drive up and and actually see some of the, uh, the Whalers games back in the day, right? Yeah. I lived, um, when I moved out of New York City for a while, I was kind of in, uh, they call it the upstate area, but it was north of the city. And it was a very easy drive over to Hartford. Um, and, it, and let me tell you, those games were sold out. I mean, the problem was that they had a rotten TV deal. And that was the whole problem. And a rotten arena deal. Otherwise, it was too small, the arena. They didn't have a good TV market. Otherwise, I think they still would have been there. It wasn't because of fan support. All right. Now, uh, yeah. Jordan, we have a, a studio audience tonight. we got Scotty and Matt uh, in the house. So they can, they can add to uh, how you boys doing over there. Ah, doing great as always. Now, Scott, we're smoking this massive Protocol Gordo 6x60. Now, this is something that we don't normally smoke. No. But, no. Scott, tell the audience what you think of this thing. I like it. Flat out. I like it. I'm not a 60 ring gauge guy. That's not my normal go-to or even an occasional go-to. But in this size and the Gordo size, this is good. This is really, really good. I was extremely impressed with it matt what did you think of the uh what did you think of the protocol six by 60 gordo yeah you're yeah, in i agree it, it was really good like the draw was perfect for a cigar that size normally it's like sucking through a straw but it was nice and not tight but good had a lot of cocoa nice 
Even flavor is great. So uh, Matt and uh, Scott will be uh, in the house commenting tonight on some of our predictions. It was back in 2019, Jordan. 2019, the Cigar Dojo published an article. It was called Cigars in the, the Year, year 3000. And this was authored by none other than uh, Drew Estates, Jack Heyer. And that was my nickname back in college. We made some. His nickname was Jack High. We made some amazing predictions um, about the cigars in the year three thousand. Let's let's uh, highlight maybe just a few of those, Jordan. Uh, cigars in the year three thousand. Now, now these these predictions were way way out into the future. And tonight we're going to be talking about twenty twenty two specifically, but in the year. 3,000, we predicted. Uh, the first one, uh, we had a bunch of these, but we're going to just do a few of them. Rocky Patel, uh, we had this whole theory in this in the studio because Rocky Patel would show up at, 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 at like a 1,000 events a year. So we, we came up with this theory, boys, Nick, Coop, that maybe there was a, a, a series of uh, Rocky it's Patel clones. clones, and they would just wheel out, all right, we need, uh, we need number two. 213, wheel him out, and he would like show up at a cigar shop somewhere. Rocky Patel, he, he kind of was, Coop, wasn't he? He was sort of the guy, really, that pioneered this whole like cigar rep showing up at every event everywhere, and today, th that's just the way it's done, but Rocky Patel pretty much pioneered that. Very much, very much so. Um, and you think about that, it, you know, if I go back like 10, 15 years ago, there were a lot less events and certainly a lot less of the uh, face of the company going to these events. So um, Rocky, I, I would say Rocky was the original doing that, or one of the originals, certainly. Now and it's the, uh, Terrence Riley. And the only way Rocky could do that was with a troop of cyborg clones. It's the only way. Do you remember... Yeah, do you remember the Flintstones when they cloned Fred Flintstone? And that's that's what they did with Rocky, probably. That's what they did with Rocky. It was that same spaceship that did it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what was our next one that we had? Oh, yeah, this was, uh, this was we predicted that Pete Johnson would move from the Monster Series onto the uh, Booberry Bellicoso, the uh, Count Chocula Maduro. We had the, uh, what was the strawberry Frankenberry one? Broadleaf. Frankenberry Broadleaf. <laughs> So uh, that that still could happen. We we still yeah, think that one's gonna happen. We still think that that one has a good chance of happening, Nick. Now, Nick, maybe some of those will be uh, JR exclusives. Oh man, I would love an entire food pyramid of Tatawahe exclusives. <laughs> I'll take anything that he's got. It could be the the Brussels sprout broadleaf, and yes. we'll sell the hell out of it. Uh, Jordan, what was the next one? We had? oh yeah, this was uh, this was from Cigar Magazine. Uh, Jack Hire heads south of the border in, in search of uh, tramp stamp removal. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, what's but next? You guys nailed that one, right? Oh, that that actually came true. Yeah, that that, one that actually came that true. That one came true, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Mika right, well, Pravada made from illegal whalebone? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, and this is, Coop, this is you. This is when you, uh, in the year 3000, you literally just became part of the uh, fabric of the internet. And, and, and Coop was literally just nothing more than ones and zeros. I love the juxtaposition <laughs> of Coop on a typewriter in the, in the metaverse. I, I, think, I, think, I think that one definitely has a chance a of happening. Now, the final one, Nick, I think you can agree that this is the one that we're all rooting for to happen in the year 3000. Show this one, Jordan. 
Yeah, Juan Cancel. Oh yeah. The full frontal on uh, on Juan Cancel and Cigar Stop magazine. Do not encourage him. Like he can make that happen. <laughs> It don't anyone in the chat do not encourage him tonight. <laughs> just the, the images that I, I had. To, to see his protocol. I, I if you guys are listening on podcast, uh, please go back and watch the show to see those images because they are truly yeah, it's wor- it's worth truly it. horrific, and they will burn in, into your brain forever, and you'll have a very hard time ever getting them out of your brain. All right, boys, let's get right into it. We're going to do some predictions, but not about the year three thousand. We're going to do some predictions about the year 2022, which just started. Now, normally, this is the time of the year uh, when we do a lot of shows uh, looking back on 2021. But we decided this year, you know what? Let's just skip that uh, and just move right into 2022 and do some predictions. And so we brought on uh, Nick and, and William to help us along the way. Because these two guys have a really good uh, finger on the pulse. Obviously, uh, Nick with JR Cigars does amazing videos. If you if you haven't followed uh, the JR Cigar uh, YouTube channel, you need to do that. Uh, they do fantastic videos uh, all the time, uh, always new content. And, of course, uh, nobody other than uh, our good buddy William Cigar Coop Cooper does news like like Coop does. Uh, we, we love uh, Coop's uh, intense... Uh, love for the industry and he gets he gets fired up about stuff so uh we thought these would be the the, the best two guys to bring on there he is like right there is is zeros and ones all right so we're gonna start we're gonna start with um we're gonna talk some cigars in the first half of the show boys and then in the second half of the show we're gonna get into some topics that uh maybe are not cigar related and so you guys can uh, do your prognostications about that. Let's get right into uh, into predictions for 2022. The first uh, topic that we have tonight is brands that you think will have a really good year in 2022. Cigar brands that you think will have a good year in 2022. And I'm going to start with Nick. Nick, I'd like you to tell us three brands and you can just do all three um, and talk as much or as little about each brand as you like that you think in 2022 could have a standout year uh, coming up. And we'll go back and look at these, Nick, in 2023 and tell you how badly that you did. But uh, tell us some brands, uh, two or three, that you think will be strong in 2022. Well, I really appreciate going first because I know one of these Coop is definitely going to say, <clears throat> especially <laughs> if he released his uh, small to medium factory of the year award this year, which I read. Very good work, Coop. Thank you. Um, Crownhead slash Tabacalera Picardo, and I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing the hat and John's my boy. I think the, the work Crownheads has done the past year to two years with Picardo, Pichardo, I can always get pronunciation wrong, between the you know the original Juarez, the Mil Diaz, which was on everybody's top ten list last year, the Mother Church, which we released this year, which was phenomenal, and then this the new CHC uh, Series E that came out this year, um, plus the Luciano, the Dreamer, getting a lot of recognition. I think, I think Picardo has the taco, and um, Luciano has the the technical ability, and mix that with John's persona and ability to kind of build a brand and i think that they're they're going to be a predominant leader um going into 2022 now uh nick a real quick quick comment on that um you know what's interesting about crown heads is and and coop you can comment on this because i i know i was on shows with you and we talked about this maybe just two years ago uh there were 
when we got to brands that people thought were like struggling really bad, almost universally, uh, myself and you, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm pretty sure we all said, wow, like Crown Heads is like, they're lost, like they're struggling. But then the last couple years, they came on really strong with Ace Prime and, and, and Coop, they, they've done a phenomenal job of like getting back into our minds as a brand that is, is one that we all you know, love and, 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 and know that each release is going to be really good. They turned it around. They t- totally have. And, and uh, they got back to their core lines, I think, was the key thing. And now this Pichardo uh, partnership has just opened up a lot of doors. And we're getting so many new and exciting blends from them. Uh, not that they weren't giving us great blends out of um, the other factories, but you can see there's just different tobaccos we're getting right now. Uh, this factory is red hot, and I think this factory is going to be growing a lot more. So, th- and, and plus, Crownhead still has the relationships with my father and, and Ernesto. So they're in great shape. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I agree with you, Eric. Like, remember, we were just yeah. three or four years ago, exactly. We, were, we, we do these shows, and, like, we were getting concerned. Not right. that we didn't think Crownhead was a good company. It was just we were just concerned. Right. All right, Nick, yeah. what's, your, uh, what's your number two? Well, that, that kind of leads me into my number two. I, I think one of the issues with Crown Heads, and, and it had very little to do with Crown Heads, I think when you are one of those companies that works with other factories, if those other factories uh, like are, really have their own big brands that they push, sometimes you, your brand might not get the attention it deserves. So, you know, he was coming with my father, Drew Estate, with the La Coalition, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and not that those cigars weren't good they were all you know a lot of them were excellent and we even ranked a lot of them very highly but now he's kind of like almost the sole focus like he's the main kind of breadwinner at right. um picardo yeah. and that leads me into a company that does the opposite a company that has their own factory and has their own brands that are amazing but also they do a very great job with other brands that are made there and that's agonorsa right um never going to stop singing their praises obviously you guys appreciated them this year by naming terrence your uh, your person of the year Hit after hit between what's under the Agonorsa flag and what's made there, whether it's blended by the Agonorsa team or whether it's Dion going in there and just picking their tobacco to make the Illusiones with. Um, I have yet to have one that was even fine, let alone not great. Like, like they're, they're all, they have that tobacco sweetness to them. They all have kind of the signature taste. It was almost everybody's one of their favorite cigars this year. Um, just absolutely exceptional work. And they're, they're big. They can grow into an AJ Fernandez size if they're not there already. They're they're close. They can be that level of of contender in this industry. Yeah, Coop. We know what's interesting about Agonor Sleeve Coop. Um, to just piggyback on what Nick just said is, there's very few. I mean, you think of like Cuban tobacco, and that you always can like sort of taste Cuban tobacco. If 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 you're doing blind tasting, it, it would be very easy to taste. You know, a Cuban cigar. You'd be able to pick out the Cuban cigar. But all of the other brands, even when you get into the DR and stuff, it kind of becomes, you know, a little bit hazy. Like, I, this could, maybe this could be this factory, maybe it could be that factory, other than maybe like Davidoff or maybe Fuente or something like that. But Aganorsa has found a way, Coop, to give a sort of a signature flavor that's a little bit hard, sure. you know, especially in Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah, no, it's very true. Uh, it's very true. And, you know, Last few years, we've seen them now starting to play with some other tobaccos. You know, there was the shade-grown Corojo Maduros. Uh, they have the Corojo 2012s right now. Uh, but somehow, you know, and, I, and I've had already some of that Corojo 2012, and it's really good. And we're going to start seeing it on the Agonorsa products. But, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then we, you talk about Terrence, right? 
Terrence came in to do exactly what he needed to do. It was the sleeping giant. And, and you're seeing what's happening right now. Um, and at the same time, you know, there's some really good and, – and look, Supreme Leaf, that's a monster. I mean, I know it's not a big a big amount of cigars they do, but those cigars go out. They sell they – sell, Aganorsa Leaf sells them out, and then the retailers sell them out. Yeah. What more can you ask? I mean, so, so you know, you're connecting there. So, yeah, I, I like the what they're – This is the greatest night of our lives. All right, Nick, what's your uh, final uh, what's your final pick on a brand that you think could be a, a breakout – have a fantastic 2022. I'm going to cheat here because it's, it's definitely tied between these two. And one's a big, big one, and one is just starting out. And it's AUSA and Fede Otego with Michael Herklotz. Mm. Both had really big 2021s. Um, I mean, Michael, like, you know, he's just bring, kind of kind of finding his footing on his own now. He brought back a lot of the Nat Sherman brands, but then obviously started his own uh, two brands, um, both of which I believe ranked highly with you guys. And I say the sky is the limit for him. I mean, when he left, when Nat Sherman kind of folded, he was kind of like number one draft pick in the industry. He could have gone to Davidoff. He could have, you know, Jewish State probably would have picked him up. He could have gone anywhere and done magic. Started his own thing, brought back some of the Nat Sherman brands and produced his own. And he's just getting started. And he did all that during the pandemic when finding, you know, uh, manufacturers and finding tobaccos and everything and getting them distributed is probably at the worst it could possibly be. And he came out on top. So I expect a big year for him. And I think what Rafael is doing with Altidus USA, I mean, he got number two this year with the Monte Cristo. And uh, the Adrian Quattro Nicaragua is still a big hit. I think that, especially with their relationship with AJ now and Placencia, they are just going to start rolling hit after hit. What they've done with their smaller brands that I hated five years ago, Trinidad, St. Louis Ray, I always thought was nonsense. And now they have turned these brands around into – Big hits, big big hits, and so I expect more great things to come from uh, Altidus as well. So there you go. Uh, Nick actually gave us four there. He uh, yeah. snuck in an extra one, which is good. I don't mind that a bit. Hey Coop, uh, let's move to you. Three brands that you think could have a big 2022. Prognosticate for us. Okay, so Nick already named one, so I'll start with that one, and that was Altidus USA for sure. And a lot of the, my reasons were the same as what Nick's reasons were. Rafael Nodal, he's come in. Now, he's kind of built this ecosystem, right? He's got the Grupo de Maestros in Honduras and the Dominican. He's got AJ Fernandez and Placencia in Nicaragua. And he's working with these partners. And guess what? He's making these brands. He's not only producing good blends. He's bringing excitement back to these brands. Right. And, you know, two, two, you know Monte Cristo is a great example. And, and what a year Monte Cristo had last year. Yeah. The 1935 came out, like, really the end of last year, beginning of this year. Monster hit, and then you mentioned uh, on your list you had the epic, you had the epic right. twelve on it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, look at Monte Cristo, it, and how great is it to see Monte Cristo not just in print magazine lists, but on online media lists right now. Um, it, it, it's an exciting thing to see right now, and like I said, he did it last year at Romeo and Julieta with that uh, Reserva Real Nicaragua. Uh, you mentioned Saint Louis Ray. I mean, I always butcher the name Carenas. That was a that was a great cigar, right? Uh, H. Upman's, you, you just see, so he, there's a lot of excitement coming. And let's not forget, it, it wasn't last year, but they resurrected Henry Clay as well. You know, that was yeah. kind of under, Raphael kind of inherited that from Brad Winstead and a lot, but, but Raphael's taking the ball and run with it right now. So, um, I, you know, Coop, Coop yeah. I, I, so you, you always think of like general and, and you think of Altidus kind of in the same vein, right? These two yeah. big, massive yeah. companies. 
Yeah. And 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 not to take anything away from from General because I I love the stuff that Justin's doing. I think he's he's a, he's a rising star. He is amazing, and and I I I almost yeah anything he does, I feel like you know he probably that's probably going to be a pretty good cigar because I really feel strongly about what Justin does. But when you think about the two, it it does seem a little bit like Altidus cares maybe a little bit more about the, the end product. I, I, I don't know. Am, am, am I speaking out of turn there, Coop? What do, what do you think about that? I think it's working better for Altidus right now. Is maybe it's, it's a, you know I've, I've been down to general. I think they do care about the end product, right? But I don't know. It's it's been some of the execution lately I've seen with that. Right. Uh, but like I said, I think what they've done with Raphael, kind of having him as this product capability guy, and, it, and it's a central point. Right. I think that's helped a lot. Right. And if, and if I was general, I would look at Justin and groom him into a very similar role. He's doing a lot of similar things right now. And, and Justin's not a guy behind a desk. He's really rolling up his sleeves in this stuff right now. I've known Justin for 10 years. So uh, I mean, you may say I'm biased, but I'm telling you, he's the right guy. But, you know, it's just, it's just I don't know. I thought there was a lot of misses out of general last year, and there shouldn't have been. They had a lot more misses last year than, than they have in recent years. So, All right, Coop, what's, you, what's your number two? Perdomo. Oh, All yeah. Right. So, so listen, Perdomo's got a big year coming up. This is the 30th anniversary year. And you think about the momentum that they've had the last three or four years right now with their releases. It was a little bit um, of a quiet 2022. They had the, they had the, the Immensos came back. Right. So it was, you know, and the Immensos are, are target. It's targeted at a particular um, – type of cigar enthusiasts with the big ring gauges. They were very good cigars for big ring gauges, by the way. But, you know, they were, they were it was still enormous success from the 10th anniversary releases. But this 30th anniversary is, is a big month. And I think I got it right that it's, it's, that it's 2022 is the 30th anniversary. Nick will correct me if I'm not. But it is, yeah. regardless, I mean, they are just – and what they're doing is they're, they really mitigated their supply chain problems where everyone else seems to be having them. Perdomo hasn't. They're getting they're getting cigars to the retailers for the most part, probably better than most folks. Um, they're not losing any steps with quality right now. They're engaging a lot more than I've ever seen them engage the last three years. I mean, with their with everyone across the board. And I think this 30th anniversary is just gonna boost them even more. Yeah. I mean, if they're if they're having great years, that's gonna be. And Nick's kind of excited about that project too. So. We I don't have all the details yet, but it's going to be something special. I agree with that one 100%. I think this is going to be a big Perdomo year. I, I, yeah. I believe that as well. What's your third, uh, Coop? Oliva. Oh. Now, everyone's going to say, why are you picking Oliva, right? Last year was probably one of the more exciting years we had out of Oliva in, in a while, in that we did see some innovation come out of Oliva with some newer products. Uh, yes, they were line extensions, but you know what? There was still there was still some new products coming in. I mean, there was the obviously they came with the advent calendar. The 135 uh, was a great cigar. It was that 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 uh, reverse Figurado they had. I'm smoking the JR 50th, uh, which is a rounded version of the uh, the Milano line. But why I have them for this year is I just think Oliva is starting to change a bit, and they're getting a little more active with innovation. And remember that they acquired those brands from the Reyes family in Honduras. And I just wonder if they're going to be setting the table for maybe that with some of those things to come out next year. But regardless, I'm just excited what Oliva is doing. It's no longer just, eh, you know, it's the same thing every year. I think it was, I think it's, I think it's a, this is good to hear. And Oliva is making great cigars right now. So, All right. uh, yeah, I, I'm going to add one other Jordan, uh, Southern draw, because here's why. 
Uh, Robert and, and, and Sharon, they seem to take a year off. Like it's like one year on, one year off, one year on, one year off. And so this should be their on year. I have no, I have no inside information whatsoever. So I have no, I, I have no idea what they're planning this year, but I have, I have a feeling that this could be Jordan, maybe a year that the, the Holtz come out with something. It seems like every other year, right? <laughs> this is sort of how they do it. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to throw out foundation just for that same reason. Just okay. it seems weird that Nick has seemed been quiet the last two years. It can't be. There can't be three years of that. I, I think Foundation is going to be very active in, in 2022. I All think right. it's a good pick. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go right back to Coop on this one. Uh, Coop, are there three brands that you're maybe a little bit worried about in 2022 that could theoretically struggle a little bit in 2022? Yeah, and, and look, I'm saying this in the best spirit of things. I'm not trying to bash a company here. Sure, but of course. I have, I have to. So. The first one I'm going to come up with is Caffey 1901 Cigars. Okay. And, uh, you know, Gabby Caffey, he's, he's, he's been doing manufacturing for about five years right now. Um, and he closed his factory. Mm. Right? He announced he closed his factory. And obviously now he's going to have to find other people to make his cigars. Um, that's an enormous change he's going to have to undergo right now. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that, that's got to throw a lot of question marks. And I hope he can make the transition for that. Uh, work, but I mean that's got to raise things. That that's going to be. A, I think no matter what, that's going to be a struggle for him. All right, to what's do your, that? What's, I mean, yeah, yeah. What's your number two? <clears throat> uh, Arizona cigars. Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Yeah. So I mean, they hired a lot of people last year, and now it seems a lot of those people are gone, and they kind of have come full circle. So what are they doing right now? Is the question. Um, you you spent a lot of time expanding your sales force, expanding your team, and now you've contracted again. Uh, and usually. Eric, it's a sign when I see a very small company add staff as rapidly as they did. It never works out well. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, I, we got to see what happens this year with that. All right. And what's your final pick? And the final one is Forged, which is the spinoff of General. Interesting. Okay. Why do you say that? So, I just think they need a little boost right now. Um, they need something like – I'm not saying they're not selling cigars. That's the wrong thing to say, right? Um, you know, and Justin's got the diesel brand under there, right? But everything else has just been kind of lackluster, and it's not exciting. And you know what? Uh, I think that, you know, that's going to catch up with them. I think they need a real shot in the arm to kind of put a lot of focus on one or two of those brands. In, in I don't think it's going to be enough to do it with diesel. I think they got to get like a little glory or a party gets really jump-started next year. Otherwise, I think they're going to struggle a lot more. I don't think they could do it on Diesel's legs alone. Interesting. Um, yeah. Nick, let's go to you. Uh, there are three brands that you, and and uh, again, what Coop said, we're not we're not saying that uh, we're not bashing these brands. We're just no. a little concerned uh, of yeah. maybe possible directions. Are there three that strike you as, hey man, uh, these guys need to pick it up this year in 2022? Yeah, due to my role, you know, working in retail where I got to work with all these brands directly, I'm going to more phrase it as brands I, I want to see more from. In okay, there you go. I, I, okay. I want them to take a step up. And I'm going to, my first one is going to be one that Coop already said, which is, overall is just general. General has some like pockets of brilliance. I think what Sean's doing with Cohiba is excellent. I think Ricky's doing a lot of great with CAO. But I think, just like you guys said before, I think they need, they need a showrunner like yep. Rafael Nadal. They need. A Kevin Fahey, John Favreau running the show. Instead, they have like six different directors who are all doing things. It's not cohesive. Their their gotcha, yeah. their hits are really high yeah. and their misses are really low. So I would like to see more out of Partagas, more out of Macanudo, 
Um, although the Macanudo Vintage this year was very good. But so General is one. Okay. Um, my other one that I'm a little worried about, my next one, is Ernesto. Um, ever since he got named to aficionados list twice, I know production has just been really strapped at his factory. I know that other companies that contract, I mean, Alec and Bradley left there this year, you know, not under any that's, bad terms. That's an interesting pick, Nick. Very, yeah. very. And, and Ernesto condensed the portfolio. He's yeah. consolidated the lines this year. There's so, a lot less lines now, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, that we, I've seen like a, uh, a downgrade in his quality, right. but just he's it's tough to get uh, it's tough to get cigars out of there right now. He is really strapped. I mean, the the people wanting the pledge in the last story, it's 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 in the hundreds of thousands. You know, it's it's crazy. So I I would like to see him maybe slow his roll, and and I would like to see some new innovation coming out of him now. I know it's hard to keep up with the current orders, but I would love to see Ernesto release something new. And I do think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to add that what Coop said, less lines for them is a good thing. They had way, way too many lines. They They did have way too many. That was very confusing. They did it. Yeah, they did, but some of the stuff they got rid of, I was still surprised about. That was the... I don't want to say they got rid of it. They kind of put it in the background is what I want to say. That was the only time maybe in history... Where a brand came out with a, uh, hey, here's how we're going to simplify our brand, and it became yeah, more, more confusing. confusing. <laughs> like, remember yeah. that was like two yeah, years that ago. Nice little infographic of a pyramid, and it was like, but what? Even though there was a pyramid there, the brands in that pyramid themselves didn't. Right. It didn't make a lot yeah. of sense to me. It was it was too much. I so. take just four good lines over that any day. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick. What's your final one? Uh, my final one is La Florida Minicana. Um, mm, that's a, a great final. pick. That is a great yeah. pick. A lot of, I don't really, well, here's the thing that I've only met Lito once. I, you know, not a ton of news ever comes out from him. Um, I, the last kind of big news piece I remember was right as COVID was starting, he like fired all of his salesmen. I don't know if he's hired new ones since. I'm not sure. He has but hired some. They have hired, he hired some, some. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like the cigars of his that get notoriety are ones that he's already had for a while. Um, and I kind of see I, he's been on this precipice for like three years of like about to be, you know, like that next level. But then he just kinda, La Florida just kind of stays where it is. You know, we're still talking about the chisel and the airbender from how many years ago. Uh, I would like to see something new and exciting out of uh, out of the floor and, and and see them get their situation sorted. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they got the cigar of the year a couple of years ago, so they've had some some big hits. But I, I that get was what, a while ago. The Andalusian Bull was like what five six years ago. I get what you're saying. I mean, and I think that that's actually a good pick because I mean nobody roots for them more than I do because I and mean, John Carney's a great guy. Yeah, he's great a, people. absolutely hilarious. One of my favorite dudes in the industry. But yeah, like I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see something this year. Um, before we go to commercial break, uh, real quick, boys, what is a brand? Uh, and I'll just take one from each of you, and maybe Jordan. I don't know if you have uh, one of these as well. What's a smaller or maybe a, a, a lesser known brand that you think in 2022 could have a breakout year? I'll go to Nick first. Is there a brand that you see uh, that maybe is one of those brands? I mean, we've seen this before, right? Like. Certain brands way back in the day, Moeru has had a breakout year. You know, obviously Espinosa in 2012 had a breakout year. Is there a brand, Nick, that you see this year that could have sort of a breakout year? There is one that I'm hoping has a breakout year, and I'm going to do what I can to help them, and that's HVC. <laughs> oh, I, God. I really got into them this year, and I'm like, these should be everywhere. Now, of course, it's because they have that signature kind of Agonorsa stature to them, but 
uh, between the anniversary lines, the, the the newer hotcakes, the original Pan Caliente, I want to see HBC make it big time. Now, Nick, we feel like they had a breakout year two years ago because we oh, they need another one. The they need to be even bigger. The 500 year, uh, five, the, oh man, what a, a I, still to this day, that's when I reach into my humidor, I'm trying to see, the, do I have any of those left? Because that is such a fantastic uh, cigar. Uh, Coop, what about you? Is there is there a brand that you see could could break out this year? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jake Wyatt cigar. Oh, okay. Company. I'm really impressed with um, that. You know, they're making cigars out of the Dominican Republic. They're kind of doing it out of their own factory. They're, they're kind of going a little bit the route that um, Black Label's gone with some of these artesian types of cigars and shapes and you know, designs, but they're, they're making it more, uh, regular production. Uh, and that they're, I think they're carefully growing. I don't think they're trying to just land in, in hundreds of stores and they're doing all the things the right way. And I think kind of like HBC, it's going to be a brand that's going to start to catch on and get legs. Uh, so I'm looking for them to kind of go from unknown to kind of, you know, maybe win that Dojo Award next year <laughs> or under the radar brand. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah. Mickey yeah. Peg with All Saints. I mean, we we that smoked. Was no, that was that was a no-brainer for that one. We smoked. That one so, and here's another one. Can I throw another one out yeah. there? Yeah. Um, Black Starline cigars. Uh, Black Starline. Eric's great. Eric, yeah. Yeah, that to me, that's the one I see as having a breakout year in 2022. Uh, Black Starline. Uh, the cigars are great. Eric is a great ambassador um, of cigars. He's a super cool dude. He gets it. He understands, um, you know, communicating with his audience. He knows his audience very, very well. I see Black Starline cigars as as one in 2022 that could be a, a big breakout. I'm hoping for that because I, I just like Eric. He's a great guy. By the way, he is, I think now he is the best-looking Eric in the industry. He might have passed up me and Eric Espinosa, uh, I think. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, not that I'm a little man crush on him, but yeah. hey, guys, we, we're gonna get. We have a couple more cigar predictions, and then we're gonna get into some other stuff after the commercial break. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands like Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines like the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Hey, uh, Nick, on this topic of JR Cigars, you guys released in on your 50th year, which was 2021, you released uh, several exclusive brands, and then you came out with this beautiful sampler of all of them. What were your maybe one or two favorite ones that you did in 2021? Because that was an absolutely fantastic for a retailer. What a great year you guys had in 2020 yeah, year. But what what were maybe one or two of your favorite ones out of all of those? Well, I appreciate that, guys. We we couldn't have done it without the manufacturers who uh, who worked with us. Um, I think number one on this, and this has been no secret for me. I mean, I, I'm glad every one of the cigars I thought was great, but the Mother Church from Crown Heads, um, I think, really really fired on all cylinders of everything we were looking for. It's an authentically Crown Head style cigar, um, but then it has something new to it: the shape, the the flavor profile, the box, everything. Uh, the Alec and Bradley Wagyu, I think, is one of the most creative 
um, cigars out on the market, especially and then and then that that Mexican wrapper is really rich and and meaty, and then also the one that um, Coop smoking the Oliva the Oliva Milano first rounded Oliva Milano available ever in the U.S. Wow. Um, yeah, that was that was a, what a what a great year that was for you guys. I also, I gotta I gotta give props to the Agonorsa 50th too. Unfortunately, we we're sold out of that one, but that one that was, was a good, the, that was really that, good. That was really good. We might do that one again as well. That one was was top notch. What what which one of those sold the fastest? So, the Agonorsa sold out, but we had bought a few less boxes of that than the other ones. The one that that went that had we had a big amount and sold out the quickest was the Dunbarton. The Dunbarton. All right. Wow, what a great year. I do have, I do have the Dunbar, and I haven't yeah. smoked it yet, but I did get a box. Two days, gone. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. All right, boys, let's get back to uh, 2022 predictions. This is episode 319 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with none other than uh, William Cigar Coop Cooper and Nick Labretti of JR Cigars. We're uh, putting our best uh, prognostications together. We're looking into our crystal balls that we're holding in our hands. And, uh, I mean... I think that the next topic we'll go through relatively quickly because it, in, in the industry, this is a fun topic. I don't know how much uh, cigar smokers really care so much, but we have two trade shows. Last year was a weird year because the trade shows got uh, combined almost, you know, where they were like a couple months apart. Now we're back to normal. I'm leaving uh, Jordan and I and Scott Braban. We're leaving for TPE on Tuesday to Vegas uh, let's talk about the two trade shows. Uh, I'll start with you, Coop. What are your predictions for this year's TPE? Do you think that they will continue to build the momentum that they've had the couple last couple of years? Will this become the predominant um, cigar trade show? Now, if, if folks don't realize, Tobacco Plus Expo isn't just a premium cigar trade show. There's uh, alternative uh, products, which which actually is the, yeah. the larger part of the trade show. Um, but there is a, 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 a nice contingent of premium cigar manufacturers there. And in the last couple of years, TPE has been gaining steam. Coop, how do you see TPE this year? Um, I see, if I want to say, I still see it as one of the minor bowl games compared to one of the New Year's bowl games. Um, I think they do a really good job. They have really good staff there. Uh, I think there is a place for TPE because I think it definitely caters to some of the smaller brands. It caters to some of those other uh, manufacturers um, who maybe, you know, are catering to, like, you know, convenience stores or whatever. But I've seen nothing in the past few years to say that TPE has even closed the gap on PCA, despite all of PCA's problems, right? I don't think it's become the premier place to, to release your products, Um, I don't know what the sales are like. I keep hearing people talk about ROI. Right. But does the ROI translate to the rest of the months following the show? So I don't know that. But they, they do put on an excellent show. Um, if it's going to grow, it's going to take a longer time. But I don't think it's there yet. I think they'll have a, a decent show. But my big question is going to be what people are going to be doing for buying right now going into that show. Because uh, I think people get a little conservative with some of their budget because of the inflation stuff right now. So I think that's something to watch um, and see what comes out of that. Um, I, the problem is. Here's the problem, Eric. You're going to hear everyone had a great show. Of course. Right? So so it's really going to be hard to judge that's what I'm saying. So uh, I don't think they'll have a big attendance dip. I wasn't there last year, but I think they'll have probably – maybe there'll be a slight dip because of Omnicron, but um, I don't think it'll be huge, though. All right. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, TPE this year, do you think it'll continue to build steam, or will maybe maybe the uh, steam that started start to cool? 
So I agree with Coop on a lot. I, I think that there is still a big gap, but I think from what I've, I've seen that TP has done a very good job the past few years. And while there's still a gap, I think that they're closing that gap relatively like quicker than anybody else, you know, you know, honestly. And all they have to do is kind of plug the holes that, that the PCA is making. Um, and also we are seeing some of the bigger manufacturers that are fighting with the PCA going to TPE. So that could bring a, another kind of interest there. But I, I like the show overall. Will it ever be as big as PCA? Doubtful because of the wide range of interests that are at TPE. It's not just cigars, but I think it's a solid show. I think it's a solid alternative for companies that maybe aren't agreeing with the PCA and what they're doing right now. Um, and even if ever, even if companies are going to both shows, I think it's just another great way to get your product out to a different demographic. All right, now I'm going to stick with you, Nick, on this one. Here we go. Uh, PCA 2022. Our, if you don't know, PCA uh, was formerly the IPCPR, and, and it goes way, way back, 100 years almost or whatever. This is the, the it was for sure the uh, preeminent uh, cigar trade show of the year. They've had some struggles the past few years. Last year, obviously, had some some big struggles and there's been changes. They've been trying to work things out. I, I feel a little excited. I don't know why. I, I kind of feel I, I renewed my uh, membership right away this year because I just wanted to support these guys. I just want to see it continue. I don't want to see it fail. But, Nick, how do you see PCA going down this year? Are they going to uh, start to build back, or is this, is this the beginning of the end? I think that... I don't think it's the beginning of the end. I think they have finally, after after a couple years of a bunch of nonsense, and then when people were, were kind of voicing their objections, they just weren't being heard. I think finally they're starting to listen. I think they – I don't know the exact ins and outs, but I think they have a few new executives there or a few new people at the top. Um, I think that uh, they recently um, expanded their board from what I saw, that they're going to include more manufacturers on their board, which I, uh, including um, Mike Condor from Crown Heads which I think is smart. And I think that I think it's going to kind of break even with last year, but it's not going to be a decrease, which the past several shows have been. So I think it's going to start slowly clawing its way back. Now, is it going to get back the big four, the Altidus, the General, the Davidoff, and the Drew Estate? I don't know yet. I, I, I don't anticipate it for this year, but hopefully by next year, they will have done enough to appease the bigger manufacturers that, they can kind of rebuild the show to its former glory. That's, that's what I would like to see anyway. All right, Coop, it's very hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Can the old dog new, learn new tricks? How do you see PCA 2022 going down? Uh, this is the most important trade show in the history of the Premium Cigar Association, RTDA, IPCPR. They have got to they, – they, they can't have the same trade show like last year. Last year they got a pass for a lot of reasons, and, and it was totally understandable. They, I, I don't think staying status quo is going to be good enough for this trade show. I, I really think they got to show some growth in terms of maybe selling some of the bo- more booth sizes, getting some more companies back. Um, you know, I think would help. Um, I do think Scott Pierce is the right guy to lead that organization. He's done a great job. Um, he gives me some confidence. Uh, just kind of the, his willingness, his openness, his transparency. This is a much more transparent organization than I ever have seen before, right? So there's some signs there that they can do it. The question, like you you just said it, they teach an old dog new tricks because this show does need some sort of a transformation beyond the sales event. 
Uh, if you want to, I mean, I think this is the other thing. I think TP is a sales event primarily too, and I think you know the key to this is you're going to have to transform this into more of a of a of a uh, you know something more. And I don't think there's anything I'm seeing that they've announced yet that's going to make me think this trade show is going to be any different. Um, so I think they got some work to do there to do it, and but I have confidence they have the right people that they can get this done. I just don't know if it's going to happen this year. Coop, and how, if they, 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 yeah. How do you, you know, I think the most bizarre thing about the PCA, and believe me, nobody pull is pulling stronger for it than I am. In like, I, I uh, me too. I, I am too. Yeah. Like I, like I told you, I, yeah. I, I renewed my membership faster than I ever have this year because I, I wanted to succeed. But Coop, I think the biggest bizarre thing, and I just want to get your take on this, is it's it's a retailer's trade show, but it almost seems like nobody realizes that. Like, not even the retailers really realize that. It seems like the burden is laid upon the manufacturers when it's a retailer's show. Do you see that as the big challenge, is trying to get the retailers to realize, hey, this is your show? Yeah, and if you remember, this is when, when PCA started having their problems back in 2019. They, one of the things, they, they, re they rebranded the organization from IPCPR to PCA. They took the retailer name out of it, right? And then they talked about becoming a full-service organization. And kind of there's been a lot of questions, okay, where is the, the retailer piece, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, retailers got upset, but are they stepping up is the question, right? I, I, I kind of see a lot of people, like, they – and I'm, I'm going to pick on some retailers here, but not names, but they'll throw darts at the PCA, RIPCPR, but then they don't get involved. So, or they don't, and some I understand have gotten involved and, and have not had successful results. So I, I do understand it, but I think they do need to get more involved than, you know, just kind of saying they're along for the ride. And no, you can't throw this all on the manufacturers. And I understand why they made the board changes the way they did, but I also understand why they didn't give up retail seats just yet either. Right. So, Yeah. All right, boys, uh, very interesting. We'll have to see how those two trade shows go down. Uh, Coop, I'll stick with you on this one. In 2022, do you see that the, over the last five years, we've seen some big acquisitions um, and small acquisitions. Um, do you see any acquisitions in the future, if you could prognosticate with your crystal ball? Any companies getting absorbed by bigger companies and such? I'm not seeing anything that's going to be big this year. Maybe there's some brands that get acquired as opposed to companies. There's a difference between acquiring brands and acquiring companies. Like Swisher acquired the Drew Estate Company, but General acquired the Taranio brands. I don't know necessarily see a company acquisition happening this year. I, I just don't know if there's anything that's really reeking of that. So, But maybe you'll see some smaller brands come in and get, get absorbed up. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a relatively quiet year this year. Hey, Nick, uh, from a retailer's perspective, in the last few years we've seen online retailers uh, buying up uh, brick-and-mortar locations and starting new brick-and-mortar locations all over in Florida and Texas. Obviously, uh, General did a lot of that with Cigars International. Um, are there any acquisitions and, or things that you could predict in 2022 from that perspective or any other perspective? I mean, for, from a brick-and-mortar standpoint, I, I, I don't really know. I don't think so. I mean, even though, you know, we, we're, you know, the, this COVID wave is ending, it doesn't look like overall the pandemic is ending anytime soon. And you know, that just does, it really hurts the brick-and-mortar stores. So I don't see anyone really investing in a ton of retail space right now. Um, 
Yeah, I kind of agree with Coop. I don't see anything really on the horizon. The one thing I would guess, only because they're the kind of the only solo show left in town from an uh, you know, at, at that level, I think eventually, and there was rumors this year, I think eventually Famous is going to sell. Mm. I, I don't think it's going to be right now, but I, I think that they're going to sell at, at some point. I, there was, I, I agree. There was rumors that Oliva was going to was buy. There was some kind of rumor this year that somebody was buying. Maybe it was Davidoff. I can't remember exactly who. I think it was Oliva, yeah. Or I, I think it might have been Oliva. I've heard that for three, four years now. But then Oliva went and got Brand Chopper, so, I mean, so they have now. Yeah, it's a Gar Page. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think so, that's happening now. Yeah, so I, but I know that uh, I believe Arthur, I think, is the gentleman who's right. in charge of Famous, mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I don't, like, like I said, he, I don't think he's going to, he's been very stalwart on not selling, but he's going to run a retire one day, and, you know, you'll get a nice chunk of change for Famous. Uh, I, I could really see somebody, perhaps a Davidoff, some, somebody at that size coming in, uh, maybe even somebody out of Asia, and, and kind of, you know, making the three big online retailers also kind of manufacturer-owned as well. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that somebody from Asia is going to be buying Cigar Dojo this year. Jordan. I don't know who, but maybe. Jordan just laughs. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, I'm going to stick with you on this one. Um, this is the last cigar question, Nick. Um, we are in what many people consider a type of uh, cigar boom, like uh, exports from pretty much every cigar manufacturing company uh, are, are booming. Uh the cigar industry is very healthy at this point. Uh, will this cigar boom slow in 2022? Will it expand in 22? Or will it just sort of stay the same? Nick, what do you think? I think it's going to expand slightly. What I, what I don't want to see is a rehash of the 90s boom. I don't want companies to start putting garbage together because they're running out of tobacco just to put stuff in people's hands. Um, at, 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 with the love of the industry I have, I would much rather see it be a little harder to get some stuff, but the quality is still there. Um, now that might that's going to hurt a lot of people's pockets, but what's going to happen if you just start putting nonsense out there in the marketplace? Same thing that happened at the end of the '90s. How many companies that were big from '94 to '95 are no longer around because they just started wrapping anything in a, in a tobacco leaf, calling it a premium cigar, and selling it at a premium? And I don't want to see that happen. I don't think it would happen exactly like that. Um, but there are, you know, we're seeing tobacco shortages. We're seeing broad, the broadleaf shortage has been going on for a couple of years now. So maintain the levels that you're making now. People are, they're, they're getting plenty. The prices are, are still good. I mean, we're going to have a little inflation, you know, but, but the quality is what is key when you have these kind of booms. I don't want to see the quality go down. We've seen it with some brands that I'm not going to mention over the past couple of years because of certain tobacco shortages, but I, I don't want to see that happen. So I want it to grow a little bit, but I also, I would rather it maintain uh, like consistent quality levels. Yeah, Nick, I think that a, a lot of, and I've, I've spoke about this on several shows, like this cigar boom in a way is like a quality cigar boom. Like the, the stuff we're getting now is some of the best quality. I mean, even this year when we did our cigar of the year list, if, if, if somebody would have asked me in June, like what's this year going to be like? I would have been like, oh, God, I'm not really sure. But then by the time the year was over and we were able to compile the list, it was really one of our, our best lists as far as quality was concerned, I think, that we've ever had. We felt the same way. We thought that when we did our top 25 this year, I'm like, this was one of the more banger lists that, we, that we've been doing. And with the exception of maybe an Opus X and an, and a, you know, an Ashton VSG, which have been around for 20 years, the cigars we have today 
put them against almost anything coming in the in the 1990s, and it would put it to sleep. Right. Yeah. No but doubt about that. Cuban. No. Absolutely, no question. Yeah. Uh, Coop, what do you think about that question? Uh, what do you think uh, this this little boom that we're in? Do you see it uh, continuing? Do you see it sort of like leveling off, or do you see it uh, detracting a bit? Um, I definitely see it ending at some point this wow. year. Wow, Coop, um, with, a, a, with a strong and, take. And then I'm going to address the quality issue, uh, that part. So this is how I'm – and I'm not an economist, right? So you guys can level set me. But we're, we're going into this year with inflation, okay? And ultimately, inflation will affect discretionary income. And what is discretionary income? Cigars are still discretionary income for a lot of people, Okay. Um, and then maybe someone who is buying that, that $14 cigar is now buying a $10 cigar. Right? So I think you're going to see some things happen. But I think ultimately that some of that demand is going to come down. Um, and I think the other thing is some of these companies are going to have a lot more trouble selling some of the higher-priced cigars because of that. And I think you're going to see some pivots to less expensive cigars. I think you'll see a pivot to smaller sizes this year. I really mm-hmm. do. So I think it does slow down because of – factors outside of the industry at this point not because of what's in the but i'm looking at this inflation thing and if it starts to really have other ripple effects in our economy it's going to affect cigars i I think we're not gonna be able to keep up with it now coop actually that's that's actually a really good take um because of the fact that people don't realize always that uh, inflation doesn't always mean that the price of something goes up like you can look you you can look at a mcdonald's hamburger from you know, uh, 1999 and a McDonald's hamburger from today, and the you know the burger, you just look at it, and it's literally 75 percent of the size. So they didn't yep. like raise the price per se, but they just right. reduced the amount of so, whatever beef that right. is that they put so in so it. Yeah, so instead of seeing five by fifty robustos, you see four and a half by forty eight cigars. I mean, that's kind of how I'm looking at this right now. That's uh, an interesting little take. things like that. Right. Yeah. So. so but the quality was awful last year. It wasn't 1990s. It was bad last year. Really? You thought the, that? This was, Eric, it was at the point where normally it was a 91 or above to make my list. There weren't enough 91-rated cigars to make the list. I had to lower the thing to 90 this year. Well, so, Coop, that's I mean, because you have a list that's like 500 cigars long. It, it, no, I mean, it went. <laughs> it, it didn't. <laughs> okay, so was, I know what you're saying. No, I definitely – look, I think the big – I think – look, I'm going to tell you, there was there – was, there were cigars for some big companies that were falling apart on me this year. And, and they're in the reviews on Coop, so you can see the wrappers were falling off on me this year. Um, but there were some companies, like I said, that maintained good quality, too. This isn't a 1990s disaster, okay? But there were some issues this year. Let's, 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 they, they were just some issues this year. Uh, construction-wise, I think there were cigars that were released, weight released. Um, compare this to, like, 2017, 2018. It was a, I think it was a drop. Wow, I, so I, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see it better. Two very, very different takes. Jordan, I'd like to hear, get your comment on uh, yeah. Nick and Coop's thoughts there. Um, yeah, I mean, review wise, I could see what Coop's saying. We did have, we didn't have any that jumped up into the maybe one cigar got ninety four. One no, got a ninety three on my side. It was the same deal. Yeah, no ninety fives or anything like that. Um, but just. If I just looked back overall, I didn't, I can't pinpoint anything, any dramatic change in the last year. Yeah, and by the in the in the in our year in list, uh, that was a that was a good list. Like uh, any ten of those would have been a great cigar to get your hands on. 
All right, Coop, let's and Coop and Nick, I'll stick with Coop on this one. We're going to uh, pivot from the cigar industry and cigar talk into other prognostications, predictions about sports and entertainment and such before we end the show. Uh, Coop, who do you think is going to win the Daytona 500, which is coming up here uh, shortly? Uh, obviously, last year was a, a huge year for one of my favorites, uh, Kyle Larson, who's a you know open-wheel guy, drives midgets and sprint cars, pretty much dominated all year long. Who do you see winning the 2022 Daytona 500, Coop? Um, you know, I look at Daytona 500, and it, it usually, late a lot of times, not all the time, but it tends to go to someone who's a, um, a in that middle of the pack this year. Not necessarily someone who's going to contend for the cup, but either a, a very young guy in the, who's kind of on the rise or a veteran who's on the rise, but it's kind of like one of those guys from the middle of the grid. So I'm going to go safe. I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. here. Oh, I, wow. I think it's, yeah. I think, you know, I think he's a solid driver. He's, he's one of my favorites. But I think, like I say, he's not a guy you're going to – unless he's going to get right on – I don't think he'll be in the front row, but I think he'll be in the middle of that pack. And I don't think he's going to contend for the Cup this year. He's, I think he'll be like 10th or 11th, something like that. So, But I think he could do well in the – I think this race bring veteran drivers who have a lot of experience can do well in this race. So I'm, I'm going to go with Martin. What do you think, Nick? So I don't watch racing at all. <laughs> okay. But I pulled up the – 2022 Daytona 500 odds, and okay. they all sound like country singers. And right now, it looks like Denny Hamlin is the favorite at plus 1,000. So I'm going to go with him. All right, I'm going to stick with Kyle Larson. I think he's going to destroy the field. He's a top. He's a top four. He's got plus 1,200. He is going to continue his tear uh, since uh, NASCAR banned him a couple of years ago for saying something inappropriate on a uh, a virtual race. And ever since then, he's won pretty much everything he's been in. So I'm going to stick with Kyle Larson. Young money, baby. He's going to win. Uh, Nick, who do you think will win the 2022 Super Bowl? What's coming up? So I think there's going to be an upset in the division. I think that the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. Oh, Matt, there you go. Listen, I like the Chiefs. I really do like the Chiefs. But the Bills are just like a great story however i think the bills are once again going to fall short to Aaron, you know in the in the big game in the super bowl against um against the packers wow so you got matt excited and then you crushed his heart at the <laughs> end matt is our as our buffalo bills uh fan in the studio here uh coop what do you think super bowl 2022 who's going to win it um i think the nfc is going to collapse for both green bay and tampa bay um, so I, I do not like I, Green Bay's. I've been very critical of their coach, as people may know. He's not a good coach. He's not a big good. He's a good regular season coach. He's a terrible playoff coach, right? So I think those California teams, the Rams and the Niners, are gonna do go deep, and one of them will get into the Super Bowl. But this is where I'll disagree, Nick. I think Andy Reid gets this team back over to, and, and wins the Super Bowl this year. You would have thought that the first four or five games, but they've played really, really good football right now, and I don't see anyone in the AFC being able to stop them except that Buffalo game is gonna be the one. That's yeah. gonna be the toughest game they have. Yeah. Coop, I couldn't agree with you more. I think. Uh... Uh, Kansas City played it right. They they peaked at the right time. Um, yep. And it it's it very well could be the yep. Chiefs. If I was a betting man, I've said this in the studio a couple times. I think the Chiefs will probably win the Super Bowl. I I hate the Chiefs. I'm not rooting for them. I would rather see uh, 
Tom Brady win another one just to rub it in everybody's faces. No, but, no. Uh, do we have to hear Terrence? Do we have to hear Terrence? I mean, honestly. I mean, no, we, we cannot hear Terrence. Reason, the only reason I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do it is because I think that he is so pissed at Green Bay, at the organization. And I think this is the last year on his contract. I think he's a free agent. And I think there's no bigger F you to the Packers than winning MVP and winning the Super Bowl and then leaving. Right. I think he is driven by pure vengeance. And I hope that he leaves to come to the Denver Broncos. In, that'd be in, great. Yeah, that'd that'd be great. that would be amazing. Uh, on a side note, Coop, just real quick, uh, Broncos and Giants are both searching for a coach, which should be announced in the next week or two. Uh, Coop, who do you see as the coach for the Giants, and who do you see as the coach for the Broncos? Okay, I'll start with the Broncos, and um, – I think they're going to go Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs. Wow, okay. Um, they need to go kids. I'm not a big Eric Bieniemy fan on or off the field. I, I don't know if he's a – but I think is it's probably his time to get a coaching job. And he's an offensive coach, which is I think what the, what the um, Broncos need. Uh, he's been in a very good system, right? and I, so I think they need to bring that. And he's a Colorado guy. I mean, he's, he was a former Colorado Buffalo. So I see that being a good story there. Uh, to bring him in there. So I'm going to go Eric Bieniemy there. What about the Giants? Oh, God. Um, look, Jim Harbaugh is the guy um, that I think is going to get this. I, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> okay. I just don't think they're going to go Doug Peterson, who's the other guy I want. But, but Jim Harbaugh, I just have a feeling that they're throwing things out there to kind of – I think they're throwing things out there and they're doing a little smoke screen here. And it's going to be kind of like when the Eagles went after Chip Kelly, like quietly went after Chip Kelly, and no one saw that coming. I think, I think Harbaugh is, if Harbaugh was staying at Michigan, he would have said already he's staying at Michigan. He hasn't said that. I so think he's telling me that he's waiting for this call. I think the Broncos will hire Dan Quinn, and oh, don't, don't and the, do it. And the Giants will hire Doug Peterson. That's that. You can just I, I, I will love Doug Peterson. You just mark that down. Go ahead and mark it down. It's that's what's going to happen. Dan Quinn is awful. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not predicting who's better. I'm just saying that's yeah. what I predict is going to happen. I can, I can see them making that move, though. All right, Nick. Now this is this 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 one is this is the topic after my own heart, Nick. The Stanley Cup, the 2022 Stanley Cup. I, everybody knows watching the show. Jordan and I and everybody in the studio is a hardcore NHL. Pro hockey fan, who do you see winning the 2022 Stanley Cup? You couldn't give me the Giants head coach question. It's got to be. Oh, you, yeah, you can, you can, add, <laughs> you can add to that. I'm sorry. Who uh, do you, who do you, who no, no, no. Well, I think they're going to go after Brian Flores from the Dolphins. That, okay. That's, I think, 100% they're going to go after him because he's tough and they yeah. don't have, yeah. and they, don't, they don't have a star big enough right now yeah. that he would clash with. All right. Um, in terms, so I don't really, really, really watch hockey. I do follow the Rangers. I know that the Rangers are good. Shame this on year. you. Shame on you. I know that the Rangers are good this year, and um, I texted my buddy Secret Chris, uh, who does the podcast with me because he's a hockey fan, and I'm like, you know, who are you thinking? And he said that at the Stanley Cup, he doesn't know who's going to win it, but he says it's going to be Avalanche and Rangers in the Cup. Wow, and we've smoked the Rangers every time we've played them this year, so that I like that. I like that matchup. <laughs> I like that matchup 100%. Um, you, so you think somehow the Rangers will knock off Florida, which is the number one team in the – in league right now, I like, but I like what your buddy, I like that a lot. Uh, Listen, man, us New Yorkers, we need something, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. We're dying here, man. All right, Coop, I know, I know that you're a big Philly fan, but what, what do you see happening in the uh, NHL this year at the Stanley Cup level? 
Yeah, the Phillies aren't going to the playoffs this year. No. Um, let me tell you something. I think it's finally going to be Vegas's year. Really? They are not. They are not an expansion team anymore. They are a legitimate powerhouse in this league. Uh, they come to play. Uh, they're experienced in the playoffs. This is going to be their year this year. Oh, Kevin Acuff is so excited right now. <laughs> He's right. I mean, he should be. I mean, what? What has there ever been a new team that's been more successful no. than them? No. In I, so. I mean, they've been playing with house money for a while, but you know, what? now they now they've arrived. This is absolutely going to be. I think they're going to make a run. Look, they're going to have a tough run because I think. Uh, Colorado is going to give them trouble. I think St. Louis is not something to take lightly at either with that. Nashville and the Kings. The Kings are so much more improved this year. And they're getting – they're getting even though they lost – I know they lost three in a row. But, you know, the Kings could still turn it back on. But I'm going Vegas, and, and they'll beat Tampa Bay in the finals this year. All right, well, let's not forget that the Avalanche won the Cup in 1996 in their very first year. So, But other than that, I well, mean, they, you know. they, they were the Nordiques. So I the know. Nordi- I they, know. They, the Nordiques were, were stacked when they got that team. All right, all right. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right now, uh, Coop, let's move right to the NBA. Who's going to win the NBA championship this year? Now, remember, oh. we're, we're recording this, so we'll be able to look back on it and see what you say. Phoenix Suns. Really? The Suns, Phoenix okay. Phoenix Suns. Uh, they, they're, playing, they're playing really good right now. Um. Golden State's playing good, but they're you know Phoenix has just become a monster in there. Um, so I think it's I think it's going to be Phoenix in in the in the West. Um, the Sixers won't make the finals. You know I I'm getting this feeling the Brooklyn Nets could probably get to the finals this year. Okay. Um, I think they're going to come out of that. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee's going to come out of it. So I'm, I'm going to go Brooklyn Nets, but the Phoenix beats them and they get their first NBA title. Coop, who's who's your NBA team? Who do you follow? Sixers. All right. Uh, yeah. Nick, what do you think? So this is actually a sport I started watching this year because I watched the Last Dance documentary. Okay. And so got <laughs> yeah. me very into. Uh, I want to. I want to. I agree with Coop. I think the Suns are going to do it. I know that they lost last year um, in the finals. I think they're out for blood. They're playing really great basketball right yeah. now. And I see. I, I. But I think that they beat the Bulls. To be honest. I, I, I was almost going to pick the Bulls. My yeah. other team. I want to the Heat. They, they beat the Bulls yeah. in, in yeah. under seven. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that uh, uh, Denver gets a uh, a two. Two championships, the Avalanche and the Nuggies, are both going to win in their respective groups. I think they're underachieving right now. That's well, they got they got the team so much better. Two of their best players have been out the entire that's season. That's the problem. So, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And they're going to be back soon. So uh, yeah, look out for the Denver Nuggets, baby. You got uh, Jokic, and that's a great team. All right, uh, oh, yep. baseball. Nick, who's going to win the MLB? Uh, World Series in 20... This is a long way away. This is a rough one, because who knows, right? Yankees. <laughs> Come on! It's, it's, it's going to be a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. The Dodgers oh are still coming God. back. They're still going to be good. I'm not even going to say the name of that dirty, cheating team in Texas. <laughs> I know that they're probably famous. I'm not even going to grace them with saying their name. And I also think the Braves have a shot. I think the Braves uh, are really, put, really put a good team together. But y- Yankees, like... They have like one or two more years with these with these group of guys uh, where they could really make something happen. Uh, Boone just has to put it together and, and get deeper in the playoffs, and people also have to not cheat and hit garbage cans. And I think the Yankees. <laughs> All right, Coop, who's gonna take it? Well, I just wanted on the record that when our, our, we do a baseball show every year, and at the preseason baseball show, I did pick at Atlanta beating the Astros in the World Series. Did you and really? Everyone, and Robbie and Robbie laughed at me. Just so you know. That. Wow. Robbie said that the only picks that were worse than his were mine, and, and I was right. So um, I'm going with the Braves to repeat this thing again. But here's the thing. I don't know what the status is of Freddie Freeman, right? 
So I'm kind of kind of say if they sign resign Freddie Freeman, they're they're gonna they're gonna go back and win it. But if they don't, that could be a big change right right now. And I'm also gonna say that Robbie's San Francisco Giants don't win 90 games this year. Wow. So oh. I want that on the record. Shots as well. fired, Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, Shots yeah, fired, Robbie Raz. We're not gonna go there about the manager, but they that was a that's gonna be tough. Who are that's gonna be winning 107 two years in a row. You're not the Do- they don't have the talent of the Dodgers. But look, they have some good talent, the Giants. I'm not saying they aren't, but they're not going to win 107 games this year. You and Robbie have a, a real love-hate relationship, don't you? Uh, look, no, actually, I really love, love Robbie. He's a great, <laughs> actually, Robbie, I, I, I love busting on him about that, but um, Robbie's a guy who paved the way for a lot of us in media, too. He was doing this a long time, so I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he's a good guy. Hey, Coop, what's the under and over on the amount of superhero movies that will be made in 2022? Four and a half. <laughs> God, I love you, Coop. You are I'm amazing. Not, this is not something I'm an expert in. Miami. I'm going to go four and a half. Yeah. There is nobody better than Coop in the entire world. Uh, Nick. I don't know. I don't know. You got to, was that a good or bad? I mean, I like, I, it could mean four that are coming out in the next four months. I, 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 just, see, a, I just thought it was great that you just had this like exact number. It was amazing. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, over and under on superhero movies. I just want to know how many times Spider-Man will be rebooted in this next year. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I mean, I think just Marvel's pushing out four. So then you got you got to add DC. So then maybe you got to add at least three DC. You got to add a few random ones in there from some of the lesser known comics, and then plus you got to add some movie that's about superheroes. That's not really from a comic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're thinking maybe like ten and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm going to go see every single one of them. I saw Spider-Man <laughs> twice already. I'm a I, child. Now, all right, so here's the thing. Spider-Man No Way Home, right? I went to the theater for the first time in three years. I went and saw that movie. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. My only, my only criticism, Nick, is it was a little hard, you know, like when you have like so many, like so many characters it was a little bit hard to you could tell that they were like trying really hard to like give each character their like due you know like oh let's give everything is avengers now the everything even like the eternals that just came out that i watched the other night it was it was it was good but it was it wasn't great everything is like team building and how many a-list actors and a-list superhero names can we get into one movie and so they're they're at the point now where they're pulling in the same character from different universes they're doing in dc too they're gonna have different batmans all together the christian bale and the michael keaton batman are all gonna be together it's gonna be awesome (laughs) now uh nick what would you who who, what what movie do you think might win the uh best picture this year what would you say if you had a prediction the movie I, I I'm not just saying this because I'm a nerd. The movie I actually think should win should be Spider-Man. And I'm only and I I read an article this year from somebody who doesn't like superhero movies who said, "Listen, this was just a great movie overall. The acting was phenomenal. The storytelling, the visuals, it got the movie theaters out of that COVID slump. The and if the Academy Awards, if they want to actually have people watch that show, they have to stop giving the best picture to a movie that ten people have seen in some <laughs> underground theater." In, in Quebec, you know, how about the most popular movie of the year that also has very good critical reviews and acting? From, there's British guys in that movie. They're amazing actors. There's British guys for crying out loud. Got British guys. I they got to win. Uh, Coop, what do you think? You got any predictions on best uh, pic- picture? Um, you know, I, that movie Drive My Car got a lot of attention. 
and it seems like one it caught on late in the year with that. Um, it kind of seems it's 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 a I think it's a foreign movie actually. Um, I haven't seen it, but I'm just kind of like the buzz I'm hearing about it. Um, I think it's a Japanese movie. It was, but I think it's one that's uh, gonna because I think it's just like I, I could see a movie like that in this type of year winning the Oscar. Well, it seems like it that a, type of movie wins every year, right? Yeah, but especially this year, there just wasn't like the, the there wasn't like the blockbuster or that ultra critically acclaimed movie. So I could see something like that coming from left field and doing it. All right, Coop. Uh, if you could predict, this is a tough one. If you could predict a new fashion trend oh, that I'm would sweep the nation, I, I I know Coop. You are a uh, a slave to fashion, and we all know yeah. that. Like we we see you, and we know you're a slave to fashion, just based on. That sweater that you're wearing. Is there right. a crazy, you know, we've done, we've gone through bell bottoms. We've gone through skinny jeans. Is there a fashion trend you see sweeping the nation in 2022? Yes. So, and it's going to be a female. This is a female trend. You, I love so, that. Cooper's like, <laughs> yes. Here we go. Yes. Okay. I know. So here, 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 got, got, okay. So here's the deal. People have been home. Women have been home for like two years right now. Like they haven't been getting out. They want to get back out. They want to get back out and party, right? You are going to see the micro mini skirt make yes. a boom this year. And I'm not kidding on this, okay? And I actually did a little Googling, and I may not be wrong on this one, okay? So watch that because I think that's exactly what tends to happen when you come like if you look at when the last time micro mini skirts like in the 60s a similar type of thing you know coming out of this period people just want to feel good women want to feel good and confident so I mean I'm talking the ultra micro mini skirts are going to be in, in fashion this year I, for some reason I, I, I sense there's some wishful thinking on Coop's <laughs> I, oh, absolutely. I'm not, I, I encourage it you know I don't want to see like, like I'll just forget Remember, like when like women's purses were, were diaper quilted diaper bags they were like, <laughs> going, and I don't, like, that's not something I want to see, you know. So. <laughs> Nick, is there any way you could top that? I mean, here's a trend I want to see catch on, and that's the sleeveless turtleneck. Oh my God, yes, that's a good, that's a good one. The I like sleeveless I, I, turtleneck. It's, it's it's the best combination of comfort, yeah, you know, and and look. It's good for spring because it's it's airy, but you're still you know it's still you got a breeze in the spring, but your neck is covered, but you can show off the gun show. It shows that I'm sophisticated, but I also am here to party. <laughs> oh God, I love that! I never even thought about that one. I think that that might have made like a brief appearance, maybe like in 1972. But yeah, I think it was at Zoolander. Like it, it's that yes. kind of close. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of that's a good one. I, that's a good one. That is a pretty good one. All right, boys, uh, that was amazing. Hey, Nick. Uh, tell folks what's coming up. Uh, you got some uh, videos to share that are coming up soon or ones that you've just uh, produced. Uh, how can folks follow you, and what do you got going on on the JR Scar YouTube page? So we have some great top fives coming up to finish up January, and then some really great ones we built for um, for February, including our top five Super Bowl. Um, currently, we have the top five Davidoff. Oh, right wow. Now. Hey, get, can, you, can you give me a little flavor of that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to send you one. Oh, I like I like the way you talk. All right, so you got the Super Bowl picks. What makes a good Super Bowl cigar, Nick? Um, so it gets harder and harder to do every year because a lot of times there's there's football related cigars. So one that we have every year is the uh, AJ Fernandez Last Call because he made that to 
to partner, yep. you know, to, to smoke while you're watching the fourth quarter. But otherwise, either we'll go by team colors or, you mm. know, when we did our national championship one. We had a Perdomo in there because he's a big Alabama supporter. So we just we yep. find ways to kind of tie it in. But they're, they're always solid. They're always big sellers. Um, also, we want we got Christine's going to yell me if I don't mention it. Our JR, uh, like our loyalty program is is up and running. So everyone go check that out. You get points and all this stuff for purchases and signing up. You know, so but our, our loyalty program has grown substantially this year. And it's de- definitely something really cool to be a part of. Yeah, well, I mean, man, what a what a great year 2021 was for you guys with the exclusives. I, uh, I mean, there wasn't a dud in that in that whole lineup. What a set! A lot, what a, a set that was. This year. I have a lot more coming. Really? Now that they, they give me, they're giving me a little a little leeway. Now, it's not 50th anniversary yeah. stuff, but in terms of private projects, they're giving me a little bit of leeway this year now. So all right, some, some fun stuff coming out. Nick, or, even that ultimate, the, the ultimate one that you came out with, it was a great cigar. Yeah, it was a great cigar. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coop, now uh, you just recently finished off uh, your list. You had the Rocky Patel Winter Collection as your number one. What what was it about that cigar that uh, pushed it to the top? I just thought it was – I really went more for an everyday cigar this year. And that cigar was a consistent performer to me time and time again. Um, it was a cigar that I don't think a lot of people smoked. And they really needed to give that cigar a chance uh, because it just was a was a great performer. It, it, it you know look it's my list so it, it did mesh well with my flavor profile. Rocky Rocky was our company the large company of the year today. So uh, and that was voted on not just by me that award's voted by the whole Coop team. So a lot of people are really looking at what Rocky did this past year. Um, that came out late last year, but again I smoked it all through this year. So um, you know that was like I said I went for something every day really with this. All right is what I went. Now, uh, Coop, what else you got coming up uh, that folks can look forward to in the uh, coming weeks and or months? What's going on at uh, cigar-coop-coop.com? Yes, yeah, so we've got a couple of things next week. Um, first up is our Person of the Year Award. Okay. Um, and um, that, that's, again, that's voted on by all the members of the Coop team. So there's an e- it's not my award. It's equal. We go through a whole pro- – we have a process with that. That's going to be announced on Monday. Um, and then Tuesday – I've been doing like value things for the past few years, uh, th- but I'm kind of taking a page from what Developing Palettes did. We're not going to have the best value cigar. We're going to have the best cigar value, and it, that best cigar value comes from my list. What was the biggest bang for your buck on those 30 cigars, and that's going to be awarded the best cigar value award, and that's going to be a new category going forward every year. So those two awards come out. Um, the other thing we look forward to is we've been doing this going back to my days on Stogie Geeks. It came over to primetime on um, February 8th. We do our big game pregame show. We always have John Carney on that show. Um, and, and John Carney, I'm just telling you, this guy is a I put him up. He could go to ESPN and work. OK, <laughs> he he has predicted so many things correctly. All right. Um, he was the one who predicted that Cam Newton was going to go to um, was going to go to the. Uh, Patriots. I mean, he, he made predictions like that. He was very confident about Brady, uh, you know, and that. So um, that's always a fun show to do. We really we break down the season and we um, we make predictions for the Super Bowl and then we talk some more floor. So that that's going to be coming up as well. And then um, I'm happy to say that you know I'm, I'm going to be going down to Pro Cigar this year. So there'll be some coverage from the Dominican Republic unless. Uh, I, unless I don't get a COVID test, I have to get a COVID test. I'm about to find a COVID test two days before I leave in Florida. 
which is going to be fun. So, Well, if you get stuck in DR, that's not the worst thing that could happen. No, I, I, I told my wife that the same thing. I'll, I'll just bang on, a, you know, uh, you know, uh, not I'm out. I'm at to call Carlito. I'm like, you, you got a cot or something? In the, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so, so, so there'll be some there'll be some of that as well. And then, you know, we'll have our, our usual. Uh, we have some guests coming on as well. And also, I want to mention that, you know, Ben Lee's now on board. So Smoking Syndicate uh, is going to be getting back on form. He just recently moved to North Carolina. So he had a big cross country move. So. Uh, but he'll be back stronger than ever with that. So stay tuned on that. Very cool. Well, I can't thank you boys enough for joining us on uh, Smoke yeah. Night Live, episode 319, Jordan. We just yeah, keep making right. them. We just keep pr- producing them. What the heck? We do them live. We just yeah. do them. We just keep going. More live than any of Well, I don't show. know why, but we just keep going. It just keeps going. <laughs> uh, no, but we want to thank uh, both Nick and Coop for joining us tonight on uh, Friday night, Smoke Night Live. It's Friday Night Herf on the dojo. By the way, there will not be a... Uh, Flavor Odyssey on Wednesday or a Smoke Night Live a week from tonight because we will be in Las Vegas at the Tobacco Plus Expo 2022. We'll be covering that. We'll be interviewing live all the folks that, um, you know, that are there, all the premium cigar guys. So look forward to that. Uh, Me and Jordan will be interviewing guys. And get this, Scott will be coming with us. He will be the cameraman for Randy. So we'll have two teams going. Uh, Scotty will be his uh, maiden voyage as covering an event like this. We're excited about that. So look forward to uh, coverage all week long next week, starting on Wednesday. Uh, Should be a ton of fun. We've got a really cool Airbnb we're going to be hanging out with. Maybe we'll do some videos from there. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll just have some fun as we go. As far as tonight goes... Get on the Dojoverse. Check into your favorite scars. There is now a Fuente badge. I'm going to smoke this Don Carlos as soon as the show is over. And I'm pretty sure, guys, I'm pretty sure that this Don Carlos is going to push me over the edge. And I will get my Fuente badge, my official Fuente badge, as soon as I light this up. So uh, check into your favorite cigars. Uh, share what you're drinking, do some now playing. We'll have some fun all night long on the Dojoverse.com, as we always do every Friday night until... Two weeks from now, remember, never, never smoke oh, alone. We'll see you guys next week, or two weeks. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.